0: Get informed. individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now.
1: Hello, thank you for tuning in to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. This is your host Bethany Moore, and I'm here with my coworker here at the National Cannabis Industry Association. I like to talk to my coworkers sometimes. We heard from Events Director Brooke Gilbert a few months ago as well. So today I'm talking with Jeremy De Pasquale. He is the Membership Manager here at NCIA, working with and assisting members since the middle of 14. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Bethany. What's going on? Oh, you know, just hanging out at the office. How about you?
2: <laughs> Same old. I'm like three steps from you.
1: <laughs> yep, pretty hilarious. Just like when I recorded with Mark Slaw from by our neighbor down the hall. <laughs> yeah. um, so let's let's chat about membership here at NCIA and what's going on at the organization. I think plenty of our members and our membership is over 1,400 businesses now. They've spoken to you or they've seen you at NCIA events and we send you out to New York a lot. I think you got some family out there. So why don't you tell us more about yourself, your background and why you decided to come work at NCIA in the wild west of the cannabis industry.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's it's been a um it's been a crazy three going on three and a half years now. Uh I came to work for NCIA in uh, May of twenty fourteen. Um my I, I'm originally I am from New York, originally from upstate New York, Schenectady, for those who are familiar, although nobody is. That's fun to say. <laughs> yep. Um <laughs> I uh went to school in Rochester. I spent some time in Rock. Um went to school out near there Uh, my degrees in political science i'm a total political nerd and sort of a news junkie and that's where i spend a lot of my time um focusing on that stuff and just always really loved the political process and how dirty it is and i always thought that was sort of my path in life um yeah, so after after college I um I moved to DC for a while, much like most of the NCIA staff has either oh, yeah. <laughs> either either from D C or lived in D C. So I did my uh, two years of service there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: and spent my time and honestly just sort of middling about. I, I went there because I had this uh, I had this pumped up theory that I would get there and just get a job on the hill and work my way up and I was Quickly hit with reality that it doesn't quite work like that. You have to know some people, and uh, unfortunately, I come from a family of immigrants who nobody knows anybody uh, in America. Where I'll just throw our head down and go to work. But anyway, um, after two years in D.C., I decided to uh, to move to Colorado before cannabis was legalized. I want to point that out for all you. Coloradans. I came here before that happened. Um, Fancy uh, you. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was working with the American Institute of Architects for a couple of years. Um, They actually have a national conference. They put on a really huge conference, like a 20,000 person conference. Um, And it was coming to Denver and they needed somebody to help plan it. And I was like, well, this would be a great experience for me to come do that. And plus I wanted to get out of D.C. So yeah, I made my way and did that for a couple of years. And then, you know, as luck would have it, uh, that job ended and NCIA was looking for some help in the membership department. And I, you know, it seemed like a perfect fit. Uh, in fact, I think I was the first hire of NCIA who didn't sort of have a, uh, advocacy background. I Mm. I had a, I had an association background and so I sort of brought a different perspective, uh, to the, uh, to the association. Um, sure. But what's amazing about that is although I didn't come with the understanding of cannabis or have a background in it or anything like that, um, it, 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 I, I developed it from just from working here and getting an understanding of it. So uh, swimming have, in
1: the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have
2: a, I have a lot to owe to NCIA for bringing that passion out in me. So it's, it's been a, it's been a great three years, it's been a challenging three years, but also very exciting um, to watch how I've grown, to watch how NCIA has I mean, We've changed so much in three years in just the three years that I've been here. Uh, so it's, it's just, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind.
1: Yeah, I mean, in dog years, you've been here like twenty-one years, so (laughs) right, yeah, paying
2: my dues.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and gosh, I can't imagine NCIA getting to the point of having a twenty thousand person conference. I think our three to five, three to six thousand person conferences are already pretty impressive and and all encompassing. But holy wowzers, we might get there one day, right? (laughs) Not not
2: might we will it, it'll happen. This is this is the new industry. So it's we're only at you know we're at the tip of the iceberg here, right? So it's it's we're going to be there, and I, I'm just I'm excited to see not only what the conferences look like at that point, but what is. What does the association look like at that point when, oh. when we're putting on a 20,000 person convention? What what do we look like as far as membership, uh, as far as staff, as far as anything?
1: <laughs> I think our eyes are going to look very wide and bloodshot for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so so what do you like the most about working here at NCIA in addition to all the things that that you've already said have been awesome for you?
2: yeah you know uh, nci is a a great place to work i i I gotta be honest i feel like uh, i feel a little guilty because i i I would be remiss if i didn't mention how often people ask me oh boy is like nci hiring and people who would give their left leg to come work here and i feel bad just because i sort of fell into it they took a aaron smith our our executive director and co-founder took a chance on me and um and I developed that passion out of just him taking a chance on me. But there's there's plenty of people who are certainly as deserving, as, you know, as I was at the time, and more that that want that chance too. So uh, I, I feel uh, incredibly lucky to work here. Um, I, I also enjoy um, the staff I work with. We we are a group of just incredibly passionate. Uh, people who are incredibly passionate about what we do uh, and that manifests itself in many ways uh, sometimes you know sometimes in arguments but that's okay because we we all we all get want to get to the same goal because we're so passionate about what we want to do and what we want this organization to do and what we want this in- industry to do so um, so true yeah
1: yeah I totally agree <clears throat> so Was there anything in particular that surprised you about the industry or the movement as you got more acquainted in in the deep end of the pool? all the many layers of the onion and all the moving parts and all the other metaphors. Was there something you like didn't expect?
2: You know, it it was all, it was all sort of a, uh, a shell shock for me because I, I didn't, I didn't come from that world. I didn't come from this world. I didn't understand a lot of it. I was very naive to a lot of it. I'm a, you know, sheltered kid from upstate New York, uh, you know, general middle income life growing up and didn't really want for much and didn't really, um, hang out with the wrong crowds or, or do anything like that. I was, I was quite a boring, uh, child and led a boring life, but Jeez.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard anyone describe themselves that way, but go, on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, the point I was making is I, I didn't, I had no idea of, um, What was happening? I I had no idea about, you know, people sitting in jail cells because of cannabis, and I'm Mm -hmm. embarrassed about that. But I didn't know about that, and I didn't know how much worse uh, sentences were for minorities, and just uh, I didn't know how bad it was for people with medical conditions that would. Just want to get access to these treatments and not have to take um, drugs that they could become addicted to and ruin their lives. And just want mm-hmm. to, want want a different a different take and a different medicine that they can't get access to. Uh, and there's just there's just so I you know I talk to a lot of people throughout my day members, non-members, people who want to get into the industry, people who are just looking for medicine things like that. And I, you know I you see every. You see every sort of side of it, whether they're coming at it from, oh, I have a family member who's sitting in a jail cell for life because they got, they got this, Oof. or uh, wow. I have uh, a nephew who suffers from seizures and the only medicine that was was even remotely helping them has been cannabis, but doctors won't, you know, can't offer them that that that, that product, unfortunately. Yep. So it's it's been it's been eye opening across the board for sure.
1: Yeah, totally get it. Well, sounds like your your boring little Grinch heart opened and grew three or four sizes in the last three and a half years since being here, working on these important issues with us. So thank you for being with us, Jeremy. And let's take a quick commercial break and come back and talk more about what's going on at NCIA. So stay tuned to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. We'll be right back.
0: NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. company on the OTC, symbol MCIG.
3: Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano-emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order balance your body balance your life make it blue moon cbd the smoke is rising and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested welcome to the cannabis radio network founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Get informed, get
0: inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's cannabis industry voice only on CannabisRadio.com
1: Okay, we are back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and I'm the communications manager here at the National Cannabis Industry Association. And I'm here talking with my co-worker, Jeremy D. Pasqual of our membership department. He's our membership manager. All right, so let's talk business. Um, NCIA staff has tripled since I started working here in January, of 2014 as the fourth employee or so and you and i have both seen the growth we mentioned that earlier this is because our membership has also more than tripled during that time as well with now well over 1400
2: members isn't that crazy it's it's insane to think about uh i i i can i can feel like it was yesterday when i first started we um in the back of the Vicente Cederberg mansion here in Denver and um, we me and Bethany shared a a small little desk for a few (laughs) months and um, the staff would bring in their laundry to do laundry in the in the uh, the random washer
1: and dryer
2: (laughs) (laughs) so how much we've changed and how much we've grown is just it's it's hard to think back to but at the same time it feels like it was yesterday
1: yeah, totally. I mean, going way back down memory lane and and what things were like three years ago. That Vicente Cedarberg Law Office, we we call, we nicknamed the Marijuana Mansion or Cottage that we were working in with NCIA. We were renting. We called the Cannabis Cottage. It was it was a lot of fun actually. I mean, it was it was startup. It was it was a little bit gritty. Um, we were just constantly moving things around and trying to figure out what, you know, how to configure that weird space. Um, but there's also really cool things we did. Like we had uh, fundraisers in that parking lot area to raise money um, for, for members of Congress or um, for organizations that are allied like Students for Sensible Drug Policy, SSDP. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'll always remember that event we did, uh, and I forget which one it was exactly. But we uh, we showed the Talking Heads projected on the wall of the Cannabis Cottage. Was yep. that was that was that the SSDP party? I believe it was. It was, was the yeah. start
1: making sense
2: start making party sense, instead yeah.
1: of stop making sense. Start making sense, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Um, so, by contrast, what are we doing, and how are we doing it now? Scale up with the growth of the industry. I think I think you're looking for new office space yet again. Even though we've already moved down the street, like let's talk about this this scaling up growth that's going on.
2: Yeah, we're we're definitely doing doing our best to um, to deal with the just the astronomical growth we've been seeing uh, both through membership and staff and uh you're right we've outgrown this office space we're in now doesn't quite work for us and the same vibe that we have and it just doesn't work for us so we're, we're we're starting to look elsewhere in denver for um office space that's bigger that we can grow into over the next few years but also that sort of um Looks like some looks like an office space that the cannabis industry association would be in as well. Uh, you know, beanbag chairs and uh, green tea makers and things like that. <laughs> we gotta be a we gotta be a little hipster. Um, I like it. Yeah. So meditation that's,
1: that's, room. Can we have a meditation that's, room?
2: Absolutely. How
1: about a nap pod? I want, well, actually I want the nap pods at our conferences.
2: Yeah. The nap, the nap pods get brought up every, uh, every conference in the planning <laughs> every meetings every year we, we mention those and it doesn't seem to go, go, go where we want it to. So, but yeah, there's a, a lot of growth. I mean, outside of, um, externally as well, you know as much as we'd all like to believe uh, that every single member joins NCAA, uh because they want to, you know, put some skin in the game and they want to help us change these laws, the truth is that there's a good amount of people who join because they want to get uh, sort of a ROI. They want to get a return on their investment on their membership. They want to get networking. They want to get things like this. So 2017 has sort of been a, a big year for us yeah. um, in the sense of getting some more tangible benefits that we could really um, speak to our members with and say, "Hey, this is why you want to be a member of our organization, not just because we're we're the only ones working on on uh, fighting these." Uh, these laws uh, on behalf of the cannabis industry, but also here's what you'll get out of it as well, uh, aside from, you know, banking and fair taxes.
1: Yeah. Aside from the fuzzy feeling in your heart of of helping right. push reform to end prohibition. Right. Yeah. Associations do association-like things. And, and that also means we've we've had some, you know, utilization of technology to become more sophisticated and growing pains that come along. With that technology, we have association management software, which is similar to what most would know as a CRM, but is specific to tracking associations and their members. And then, good Lord, there's all the other things we want to plug into it. So there's APIs and all kinds of freaking acronyms out mm. there. So th- there's a lot going on there as well. And even now we're thinking of moving up a level in our back-end systems, which is probably very boring for our members to hear about, but really important for us so that we can be the best association we can be for our members, right?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's important. You know, it may not be sexy to talk about, but as we bring in uh, these new uh, sort of benefits, for instance, something like partnering with a company like BDS Analytics, Mm -hmm. their green edge data platform. uh, This This is super awesome. Yeah, this is a service they sell. (laughs) They tie into point of sale systems and dispensaries and track. Uh, cannabis sales data now this is something they sell but we partnered with them to offer this service for free to our members which is it, it's awesome it, it, we get members who join because they want that service alone but something to think about is they have their data platform we have our am platform and right now it's two different logins and that now that doesn't sound too complicated but when you start adding on all of these features, they're all different logins. So one of the things we're sort of trying to focus in on is if we want our members to use something like the BDS analytics data uh, or we want someone to use our expert calling network. We And I can talk more about the expert calling network. These are right now all separate logins. We want to make it so at minimum, it's a single sign in process um, so that. It, these benefits barrier in between the members that they can't get logged in, then they're not going to take advantage of that benefit, and so it's going to hurt us. It's going to hurt them. It's it's a lose lose. Yeah. Um, so, it, like I said, it's not it's not exciting to talk about for sure, but it's incredibly important, and also important to to remember. NCIA is a is a not for profit organization. We don't have an IT department, if you will. We don't tell us how APIs work with, you know, SSOs and any other acronym you could think of. So,
1: FML. <laughs>
2: yeah, <that's>, yeah, <laughs> FRLs. Um, so it, it's confusing. So these these are things that we're thinking about, uh, like the membership and development department who doesn't have uh, an IT background. They just have me, Jeremy, who's just a technology nerd, but it sort of stops there. I don't know how APIs talk to each other, so... Um, that takes yeah. time. Can but you come it's...
1: fix my computer, Jeremy? It's running really slow. Can you <laughs> yeah. help me out? Thanks. <laughs> Can you put my furniture together?
2: <laughs> right. So yeah, it's, we're in that we're in that medium space, right? Right in the middle where we want to have all these we want to have all these benefits we want them to be used we want it to be professional we want it to look good and members to use it but we need we you know there's things we need that maybe we're not capable of but we can find people that are so it, it's a it's a it's a real big push for us this year uh, to try to try to get this more integrated as much as possible within you know our capacity um, and yeah that's a it's a big uh, a big push for us. 2017. Yeah.
1: Yeah, huge undertaking. I mean, I mean the user experience is super important and and nobody here on staff is a specialist in user interface, but but we are all users, so so we're doing our best and listening for feedback from members and, you know, coming across issues to fix when when they happen and all in all the goal is to just serve our membership the best as possible. Um, so yeah. this
2: there's yeah, we're doing our best. Yep. And so, yeah, we're working on is uh, like I said, a lot of different features. I can give you, I can give a quick sneak peek into something we're launching later this year before the end of the year. And it's uh, it's an online community platform. Uh, so members will have access to uh, other members within this platform, be able to have conversations with each other, start new conversations, join other ones, and just be able to virtually network with each other. Uh, this is something that members have been asking us for over the course of last year. Um, and so we're, we're investing time and money into this because we think it'll be a great benefit for our members and it's one of the pillars of ncia's community so uh, stay tuned for ncia connect uh, towards the end of the year
1: Wow, that's great. So if you run into somebody at one of our quarterly cannabis caucuses or one of our conferences and you lose this business card, maybe you can jump on and find that person or or follow up on a conversation and, and meet others interested. That's, that's really going to be a great, powerful way to continue to unite members in addition to the in-person networking event. So I'm super excited about that as well. So another great way that we're growing Growing, uh, so we need to take one more commercial break. Uh, but I want to come back and talk to Jeremy more about some of the benefits of being a member of NCIA and, and kind of go through all that and hear more from what's happening in the membership department as well. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned to NCIA's Industry Voice.
0: NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Running a
1: successful cannabis business isn't easy. Successful businesses need to have strong people to
0: achieve long-term results. At Live Advisors, we believe people are the heart of business, and training people can help you infinitely grow your business. Learn more about our offerings at liveadvisors.com.
3: Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder,
0: Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, we're back
1: on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. This is your host, Bethany Moore, and I've been chatting with my co-worker, Jeremy, from the membership department. So let's, let's jump right in, and as we wrap up this conversation, I really want to go into the details of some of the benefits of being a member of NCIA, some of which have been benefits three and a half years ago when we had very few benefits, to be honest. It was mostly about the advocacy. And as we were discussing, we've been growing and adding to these association benefits to be the best association we can be for our industry. So let's go into those benefits. Like what's number one? Let's talk more about the benefits.
2: Yeah. You know, I I, I don't know if I would say there's a number one. And the reason is Every member um, has a different benefit that they they would find, number one. It just depends Mm -hmm. on you. But we have lots of benefits that we're adding. And, you know, the way I see it is, Uh, our members get the most out of their membership when they're actively engaged. And now some of these things can seem small, like adding a member discount to our website. If you want to offer a member to member discount, you could log in, you can post the discount. And, um, it's just, it's an easy way to get, uh, exposure on another, uh, site, uh, site. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just an easy networking, um, networking benefit for you. On that Mm -hmm. same token, uh, we have a member blog that goes out in our newsletter. It's listed up on our website, goes out once a month. You, you would, our members would work with you, Bethany, to craft that blog. And as a member, if you have an idea and you want to write a blog, you can reach out to Bethany and she'll work with you to sort of put that together. And then your blog piece gets to go out to the, um, uh, to our, our list, our network, and uh, on our website and in the email. So it's just like I said, these small ways all add up to a much, a much bigger exposure. And that's just what we see. The members who stick around are the ones who are most engaged, whether they're doing those things or they're sitting on a committee. Right now we have eight active committees, uh, whether it's a human resources committee or an infused products committee a cultivation or a, a, man, a manufacturing committee mm-hmm. or a marketing and advertising committee these committees are actively meeting and actively uh doing things to to not only better ncia but better the industry so they're, they're working on things like setting up webinars to offer uh putting together faqs and best practices and some of them are even working on white papers so this is uh they're doing great work and they're doing it on behalf of NCIA and we wouldn't be able to put, you know, have those sort of resources if, if our members were not engaged like that. Um, you know, as well, we have other networking events. I mentioned the BDS analytics, uh, but I touched on the, um, expert calling network, the cannabis expert calling network. Now, this is an online networking platform. Our members are listed on there as, as experts within their realm of the cannabis industry. This is a site that's open to the public and can be anyone can set up a profile to log in and ask an expert a question and set up a call. So it's not only a benefit for the member, but it's a benefit to the public at large. And, you know, members can set their own costs and say, you know, my time is worth X amount of dollars, and they get networking out of it. And they also get a little money on the side as well. Sure. And there's revenue share to
1: help NCIA's mission as well out of that kind of program which is
2: super cool that's right all these benefits we put together are benefits that not only help the membership not help our members but they also help ncia so uh you know we put these together to benefit sort of all involved uh and then that's obviously not to mention our free networking events our quarterly cannabis caucuses i hope all of our members already know about these we do these each quarter uh in eight different regions around the country these are completely free to you as a member to come to just a three-hour nightly, you know, networking event. We'll give a little update to what NCA is up to, but then give you a chance to network with your peers. Uh, and you know, our West Coast ones out in California and Colorado tend to be, you know, upwards of 200 people come out to those ones. But we we go out east as well. We go to the Midwest. So we're 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 going everywhere we can. Believe me, I know we go everywhere we can.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, I usually get sent to the West Coast to host those events, but for october of this year i'm actually going to the east coast i'm going to rhode island for our northeast caucus on october 10th and then i'll be in new york city for our tri-state caucus on tuesday the 17th of october where are you going to be in october jeremy
2: yeah, you'll have to say hello to my uh, my New York people. I won't. I I was originally going to go to the New York one, but I just I'm moving, so I just couldn't make that one work. But I will be going to the Southern California one uh, on October 26th, I believe it is, mm-hmm. uh, in L.A. And um, so I'm looking forward to that. I, these have been great, great events, and you know we do them. Uh, Staff does them all the time. So sometimes we wonder, are these getting through to the to the attendees? But every time never fails, we have people that come up and say, this is one of the best networking events they've been to. and it, it's just it's great to hear that. It's also helped me come out of my my shell a little bit, and I've been speaking at the events and uh, three years ago, I would never be speaking to you know two hundred people because that I would I would uh, collapse on the floor and start crying instead of wanting to speak to a group like that. But now I kind of enjoy it a little bit.
1: That's awesome, Jeremy. Well, folks can look forward to seeing Jeremy at a future NCIA event and we have run out of time, but thank you for tuning in to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice.